electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Bring in show music, please. Hi, I'm CNBC producer Katie Kramer. Today on Squawk Pod. Kathy Wood, the founder of ARK Invest, the favorite auntie of Reddit's retail traders, the tech investor extraordinaire. We do think, even though we are in a recession, that it won't be as extensive. It's going to be much more of an inventory recession. The Fed's headline-making fight against inflation and how it's hitting your portfolio. Yes, inflation peaked. We believe core inflation peaked at 5.3%. Plus, what's next? We would not be surprised to see deflation month to month sequentially for a number of months uh, during the next six months. That big interview, plus mortgage rates climbing and a hoagie hoax. Hometown Delhi rose 939%. Uh, the pastrami must be amazing. It's Tuesday, September 27th. Fat guy in a little coat. A meme-worthy Squawk Pod begins right now. Stand under by in three, two, one. Hugh Andrew. Good morning and welcome to Squawk Box right here on CNBC. I'm Andrew Ross Sorkin reporting from Washington, D.C. this morning. Joe Kernan is live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. Becky's off, so it's just the boys, Joe. It's it just is, the and boys, and we've got and a remote. hell of a market to talk about this morning. Because How's uh, your audio? Like are, are we, uh, you hear me instantaneously and I hear you, so there's no... Instantaneously. Uh, through it, the, we do. Okay, so that's good. So then it's like we're uh, It's we're like almost. we're sitting right next to each other. You know, I don't have a jacket. I, I, guess who sent me a jacket? Dan Amos of Aflac. I, you know that Nick said those light blue ones? He sent me yep. one. Do you want me to get that? It, would you feel more Just comfortable to, if I were to join you with I uh, don't know. Every time, you know, every time I'm in D.C. with this beautiful backdrop behind me, I You're feel, not running it, for anything. You know, obviously here, here in Washington to meet with my supporters. At, no, I'm not independence, running for Independence typically, it's very rare. That they're it's successful. Very, I just want you to know that because I, I know, know you'd, that's what you would run as. Either one of us would. I, I would, yes. <laughs> yeah, either one of us would. If you would, I would. <laughs> Chicago Fed President Charles Evans defending the central bank's recent string of rate hikes. Speaking with our colleagues over in Europe, Evans was pressed on whether the central bank uh, needs to carry out another 75 basis point hike or even a full percentage point. Here's what he said. I think we've been very clear in our communications, and I'm a strong proponent of our summary of economic projections and the fact that we indicate where we think the path of the funds rate ought to go to justify our projections. The exact timing of that path to me is less important than the fact that we continue to get to the point where we think we ought to be. So whether or not you know, it's a larger increase at the next meeting or continued increases to get there before very long. I, you know, if you just look at everybody's projections, we pretty much all got the same spot by March. Evan said the main concern for the Fed is staying on top of uh, tackling inflation. Andrew, do you, uh, do you, it's in the eye of the beholder like a Rorschach, do you see Charlie Evans' comments like a, can you do a quasi 
blink in one eye? Is that possible to do that? I, I mean, the Fed is not like blinking, that? but did you hear I anything? I can only blink one eye. I can't do I can't do both. I don't know if you have that I can ability. do either, but I, this was not a blink of... But I can, is, I can curl my tongue. I, I, I won't yeah, do you that. don't need to do... People will... Don't do that. That'll get, end up on a GIF or something, and you, you don't need that. But you know what I mean? Is Charlie Evans almost said something that almost sounded like... You know, he said all that other stuff, the, which he needs the prerequisite right. stuff about, no, we're going up, we're going up. But he did seem to say, you know, maybe it's just the slightest bit of a, of a blink that we could be data dependent, no? But I think they've always said they're data dependent. I think the question is, you know, from a credibility perspective, can you be data dependent, if you will, um, right. and well, that's the continue on this path? Right. right. So if in a month things turn, could they turn around and say, actually, we've looked at the data? Or do you think that that would hurt their credibility? I just hope that they're not locked in the, you know, the... the not repeating history. You know, we don't want to let it get at stop and start, which killed the 70s, 10 years. I mean, it really set right. us back like 10 years. So they know about that. But what if it's a totally different situation that, that doesn't need, you know, where you don't need to kill the patient this time? It'd be nice well, if we, we didn't have not. to, wouldn't it? Yeah. We can hope not. Since the Fed's interest rate hike last week, the markets suffered a rough five days. But today, Tuesday, looks a little brighter, for the U.S. at least. But abroad, it's a different story. In the UK, where consumers are already pressed by rising energy costs, the British pound has plunged to a record low against the dollar. In Korea, the won is at a 13-year low against the US dollar. The Japanese yen is at a 24-year low. And the euro dipped below parity last month, the first time in 20 years. This global pain isn't necessarily bad news for us stateside. You'll hear more about that in a second from our special guest on today's podcast, Kathy Wood. She's the CEO and chief investment officer of ARK Invest, the famed tech investing shop that has bet big and publicly on companies like Tesla and Coinbase. If you spent any time on the Wall Street Bets forum on Reddit, or on CNBC, for that matter, during the pandemic, you'll have heard of Kathy Wood and her massive returns from those tech bets. But now, as we see the S&P and tech stocks level out from their pandemic-era highs, Kathy Wood's exchange-traded funds have taken a hit. But her profile on Wall Street and beyond remains very high. Wood is launching a new fund, a little different from her others. It is a venture fund, ARK's first dip into private investments. Today, Kathy Wood joined Andrew from London amid all the pressures in Europe to chat tech, inflation, and much, much more. Here's that conversation. I want to get your sense of where we are in this economic uh, cycle, if we could. And really, I think, given the conversation we've been having all morning, has inflation peaked? Yes, well, we. Um, it's very interesting to hear people saying, uh, that we'll be able to skirt recession. Uh, we believe we are in a recession. Uh, the durable goods orders we just saw, uh, uh, really we're seeing the strength there because of activity being attracted to the US, a flight to safety. That's why our dollar's been going up as well. Uh, nonetheless, we think we are in a recession. Uh, we're seeing tremendous demand destruction. You see uh, demand for gasoline uh, over the summer down to 25-year lows, 1997. Think about that. So lots of demand destruction. Uh, and, and we believe it will continue. The good news here is to hear uh, Michael Evans this morning talking about, hey, we're all on the same page. This could be done in the, in the first three months of next year. 
Well, if the market is the discounting mechanism that it should be, um, then uh, it should be discounting the peak in interest rates. Yes, inflation peaked. We believe core inflation peaked at 5.3%. This is the, the PCE deflator that the Fed supposedly pays the most attention to, uh, 5.3 in February, it's down to 4.6. And with all of the price declines that we are seeing out there, whether it's in retail because of too much inventory or way uh, up the pipeline with commodities really falling out of bed, all of them, uh, uh, we think that um, we think the inflation rate is going to be surprisingly low. We would not be surprised to see deflation uh, month to month sequentially for a number of months uh, during the next six months. Does that mean that you are betting that the Fed eases up in a way that they have not signaled thus far? Uh, Absolutely. I think they do not appreciate how much demand destruction uh, has taken place out there. Uh, But this holiday season, I think, will be a will be telltale that way. And so I do think we're looking at a major pivot. If we're right, that deflation, and we've been saying this for a while, uh, so consider the source, but uh, if we're right that deflation, both for cyclical reasons and for secular reasons, we all we do is look at technology and the cost declines associated with different technologies, and they're massive. Uh, so we think that inflation during the years ahead is going to surprise significantly on the low side of expectations. And then how do you think that the Fed balances both the issue of credibility, given what they have signaled about the market with the data that you're suggesting they're not appreciating just yet? Well, I think they have been basing their uh, outlook and their policy on two lagging indicators. Seems they've been paying more attention to the CPI year over year, which is still at over 8% and employment. Both of those are lagging indicators. The leading indicators, which are all in the pipeline, easy to see right now, are all saying that prices are going to come down. Uh, Inflation certainly will come down, but I think the big surprise out there is the number of months we will see actual deflation, negative prices. As And it's not just because of the U.S. In fact, we're benefiting from the flight to safety from the rest of the world. What's going on in China uh, is highly deflationary. Uh, what's going on in Europe, uh, the same. This energy is a, a, a huge tax uh, on that continent. One of the other things that's happened in the last few, few, well, in the last week that I think is fascinating is that both Japan and China have uh, have have basically supported their currency, and they're basically saying no mas. <laughs> and in order to do that, what are they doing? They're selling dollars and buying their own currency. So effectively, China and Japan are doing some of the easing that we think the Fed will do, uh, increasing dollars in the system. So, Kathy, what 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 turns things right now? The conventional wisdom you're already saying we're in a recession. The conventional wisdom or prevailing view is that we're headed into a recession if we're not in one uh, right now. And it gets worse, not better. You're saying that there's going to be a churn. And I'm trying to understand what is that pivot point? the inflection point that moves things in that direction? 
Sure. Uh, we think employment uh, is going to come uh, come down and the unemployment rate up. The Fed thinks so as well. Uh, th that's a lagging indicator, a big lagging indicator. And we do believe that CPI-based inflation, especially because of energy, food sticky, no question about it, but energy prices are coming down against all expectations. Uh, I would also say you know, there's so much bearishness in the market. Today, we see Goldman Sachs and BlackRock saying, you know, sell equities. Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, this is like, I remember, this was very early in my career, 1982 Business Week uh, magazine on the front cover saying equities are dead. And now you have some of the, the biggest houses out there who would tend to benefit from a, a positive equity market saying, Equities don't don't go there. Uh, we think uh, we think that the surprises again, both inflation and interest rates, are going to be significant to the downside. Uh, and we do think, even though we are in a recession, that it won't be as extensive. It's going to be much more of an inventory recession as we get interest rates and inflation down. And, and Kathy, and and therefore we we see the market move higher as a function of, of multiples which have come down, or we see earnings actually improve? I mean, when you start to look at your own portfolio, and we were looking at some of this uh, this morning, you know, since ARC started, uh, the S&P is up about 81%. You're up uh, about 83%. Uh, the mix of stocks, obviously, so very different. But in terms of trying to outperform the indexes, how do you think about that? Uh, well, for us to be even ahead of the S&P after such a, a trashing during the last year, you're certainly looking at endpoint sensitivity here. Um, uh, I guess it doesn't surprise me. But what it says is if you look out from here, if we're right, we're going to take off from that 83 percent. Uh, and and we believe much faster uh, than the S&P 500 is for two reasons. One, we're focused on uh, the right side of change, innovation, disruptive innovation. And uh, two, the traditional benchmarks are very backwards looking. And so what is disruptive innovation going to do? It's going to disrupt them. Uh, so I would expect the gap to widen significantly from here. Um, Kathy, you're announcing a, a new uh effort today uh, with Titan around investing in private companies. Speak to it, because a lot of people uh, would say that this is a uh, terrible time to be uh, introducing something like this. And other people would say this is a fabulous time to be introducing something like this. But in terms of people's risk appetite, how do you see it? Well, we're doubling down on innovation. As you can see, we're delighted to be launching uh, with Titan, uh, an Andreessen Horowitz, uh, Horowitz funded company. Uh, so we are now moving, ARC is moving from social media and social marketing into social distribution, uh, direct to con consumer. So pretty exciting. We are offering investors something they have not been able to access before, non-accredited investors meaning they don't meet income or asset thresholds, yep. have not had access to private companies. We want to make sure that's the biggest question we get when we are uh, out there talking to our clients. Why don't we have access to those kinds of companies? Our knowledge is such, and it's true, if you used accreditation, if you use knowledge as the metric, they would be the accredited investors. Uh, and they're going to do their homework, and Titan's going to help us help them 
uh, do their homework by continuing to give away our research and expose the, uh, exposing them to the management teams uh, and incredible opportunities in both the public and private. Uh, at a steady state, uh, we would expect it 75% uh, private and 25% public. And the reason we're doing it this way is we're giving investors uh, something else they have not had prior. Uh, those invested in our uh, private public crossover fund will uh, be able to get liquidity once per quarter. Uh, up to 5% of the total fund. Uh, and so we do want to have some uh, larger, more liquid uh, stocks in the innovation space, truly disruptive innovation that is, uh, in order to provide uh, some of that uh, liquidity. And you know, we also have we're we're giving our platform uh, to uh, the private world, and we've been working really well with other venture capital companies who are interested in in exposing uh, right. some of their companies to uh, investors who are not accredited in their world. So pretty excited by the advisor team we have, the network we have, the research that we've been building over the last right. uh, nine years that we give away to help people understand how, how rapidly and profoundly the world is going to change. Kathy, we often hear from investors who say we want early access. Uh, we want it to be more democratized. And, and to some degree, that's what you're doing. But at the same time, there was that call two and a half, three years ago uh, at the beginning of the SPAC movement. Um, and a lot of people said, I want I want that lottery ticket. I want a chance at that lottery ticket. There were a lot of other people uh, skeptical about the form that that was taking. Obviously, it has not worked uh, as well as uh, I think a lot of people had hoped. How should investors in this fund think differently about this if they should at all? Well, I think one of the reasons that innovation broadly has been hurt significantly in the market is the inflation and interest rate environment. If we're right and inflation and interest rates are peaking, are in the process of peaking, inflation surely. Uh, interest rates, the Fed seems to want to go again. But if we can see the end of all of this, uh, as perhaps economic uh, activity weakens uh, and what's happening in China and Europe uh, impacts the U.S. as well. Uh, I think that uh, the market will be looking at lower interest rates. I think that's key. Uh, and as I mentioned before, we think uh, that it's going to happen. And one other thing, Andrew, I'd like to add, in terms of access, um, on the Titan app, Investors will be able to gain access to public, to public, but especially private companies, uh, for a minimum of only five hundred dollars, as opposed to millions and millions it might take to access these sorts of companies uh, in the traditional venture capital right. space. It's pretty exciting. Hey, Kathy, we, Kathy, we got to run, but I ask you t uh, two sort of uh, rapid-fire questions: Are you buying more Tesla? Are you buying more Roku? And, and then finally, I'll throw them all together. When we spent some time on the stage at SALT, the SALT conference about a year ago, we talked about Bitcoin. It's about $20,000 right now. Uh, you said you thought back then, five years time from now, it could be $500,000. Do you stick by that? So Tesla, Roku, Bitcoin. Uh, we, we stand by all of them. Uh, we've been we've been buying Roku um, and 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 you can see that because we disclose our holdings every day. I think our last move on Tesla was a buy. You, as you know, we trade around it and it actually has held up a lot better uh, than most of our other names because 
it is in the broad-based indices now. Uh, so we have used Tesla to trade around, but it is our top holding still, uh, and our confidence couldn't be higher uh, as we see the, the movement towards electric vehicles accelerate. Uh, we're pretty excited about uh, the, the next five years. Uh, I think this year there will be uh, almost 8 million EVs sold around the world. We think that mm -hmm. goes to 60 million in five years, and we think Tesla's in the driver's seat. Okay. Kathy Wood uh, in London, we appreciate you joining us this morning. Thank you. I don't know. It's so light. It's like sky blue, this jacket, this Aflac jacket. Do you think? I don't know. That oh, might, if you put the jacket on. That you might know, make it worse. That might, I'm going to let you stay there. I'm going to stay Do you have a pocket I'm, square is the question. That's, no, you know. No, nope. and it doesn't okay. close either. It doesn't even, it's so far from closing that it's almost embarrassing. Next on Squawk Pod, the rest of today's stories that got us squawking, from record high mortgage rates to a New Jersey hoagie hoax. Uh, the pastrami must be amazing. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. You're listening to Squawk Pod from CNBC, today with Joe Kernan and Andrew Ross Sorkin. All right, uh, Andrew. Look at you. Uh, this is what, they, you know who wears, the, the only other two people are Nick Saban and Deion Sanders. So when Dan Amos sent me this from Aflac, he does do the, uh, you know, we got the Aflac trivia. They're, they're a great sponsor. Uh, can it you, matches can you the NASDAQ signage. Can you see That's this? You can you get it? Can you get closer on that or you probably can't? I mean, that is the Aflac. You can see that. So I, here's the problem. Yeah. You can't close it. What do, do we, you remember Tommy is, Boy? What's it? Fat guy in a little coat. Fat guy in... Oh, oh. Do you remember that? Do you remember Tommy Boy? He puts on David Spades and he rips it right down the... What, what am I supposed to say? What am I, I supposed I'm not to sure. say? I'm not sure. I, 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 maybe that no one should ever really make a jacket this color. That might What's, be one thing. What size are we talking about there? I got to look at it. I've been working out. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if it, there's no way this is happening. I would need like some kind of a vice. I want to talk about mortgage rates this morning because they continue to rise, reaching 6.7% on Friday. Significant increase from the start of 2022 when rates were just 3.3% with home cancellations above 15% for the second straight month. According to Redfin reports, some brokers are suggesting that home buyers are suffering from payment shock. But what do you what do you make of these? I mean, this is this is the issue. And what is that going to do to rents long term? Right. Yep. Bad for rents. 
I mean, it's good if you're a landlord, but uh, it, yeah, rents, rents are headed up. I also worry about, remember what refinancing used to do to, to the economy? And, and you, always, you also felt flush in a house when, when housing yep. prices are, are rising. You could do the home equity thing or, or whatever. I mean, that's gone. That, that's not going to be. And that's, that's that, not coming back anytime that soon. That leg of the stool is going to be gone for years. Uh, it seems and, like. and look, right now, not not a terrible problem insofar as I still believe, and I think Bank of America said it, somewhere between 85 and 90 percent of mortgages are locked in place, at least for the next three or four years in terms of, you know, people who have uh, variable uh, um, APRs or APYs. But that's that's the question, which is at some point this rolls and that could become its own conundrum. We've got a wild story for you. Three men were charged with fraud and other crimes in a scheme involving a company that was worth more than $100 million in the stock market, despite having only a small town, New Jersey deli to its name. According to federal authorities, the men were charged with 12 counts, including securities fraud, conspiracy to commit securities fraud, and conspiracy to manipulate security prices. Men expect to appear in New Jersey federal court at a later date. One of those charged is still at large. Now, the men were also accused of market manipulation by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. The SEC saying its investigation is ongoing, Joe. It is a wild story uh, brought to light in part by David Einhorn uh, about a year and a year and a half ago now, uh, where he basically said, uh, I'm looking for the great quote, uh, the pastrami must be amazing. Only one store reminds me of uh, the market pools from the, the 1920s when uh, you'd effectively hand out shares to all sorts of either family members or friends, have them buy it up to try to make it look like there's hot interest, even though there is none. I don't, I think it's a, is it a suburb of Philly, I think? What's, I don't know where this place is, Paulsboro. Did you see that there was another stock that wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't a deli? Did you see this other? Okay, so hometown deli rose 939%. Right. They, they had a waste management Yes, that was company. the other piece of the business. E-waste. Uh, and, E-waste. And Stick an E on anything. And I think you can get... That was up 19,900%, which is... Uh, do the math. That's not too shabby. Uh, your hometown deli, uh, the sole asset uh, of a Paulsboro, New Jersey-based business, yep. but it was a suburb uh, uh, of Philly. And kind of cl- incredible that they could get that much interest, though, going. And who they, yeah. had, to, who they had to pull into this. Did you mention what they finally work? sold it for? They sold it for 15 grand. And the inventory they had was 700. You know, meat goes bad. Doesn't, I still want the pastrami sandwich. Yeah, must have been a, a heck of a sandwich. All right. <laughs> you took the coat off already? Yeah. You took the coat? Come on. And, that was Andrew, like the- honestly, trying to button that thing, I think I... I I might have a hernia trying to, I tried so hard to get it just close enough to, and our viewers are so great. Immediately, a couple of people sent in uh, gifts of, of Chris Farley doing the fat guy in a, in a little coat. Uh, they did it that fast, and I retweeted. So it's good. It's all yeah. good, uh, and it helps take my mind off, um, you know. Off the markets. Off bear markets. You might need to. And that is Squawk Pod for today. To see Joe in his too small coat, check out our Twitter feed. The handle is at Squawk CNBC. You won't be able to unsee it. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Tune in weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 Eastern. And to get the smartest takes and analysis from our TV show right into your ears, please follow Squawk Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll meet you back here tomorrow.
And we are clear. Thanks, guys. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.